Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the 12 Questions Podcast. Luck. I'm a sports writer for The Athletic, and each week I ask the same 12 questions to a different race car driver. Up next, on the heels of that great Dale Earnhardt Jr. interview, we have A.J. Allmendinger. We are doing this one heading into the Chicago street race, where I'm expecting him to be a factor. But even if not, you know what? A.J. is always a great person to talk to. Great interview. So let's jump right into it. All right, everybody, I'm here with A.J. Allmendinger for 12 Questions. A.J., how are you doing? I'm great. I feel like I haven't done a 12 question with you for like five or six years. Well, we've done them. They've just been on Zoom. Oh, that's true. Like the last two in a row have at least been on Zoom. That's true. So if if you're from random hotel rooms, I think you've been in. Yeah. Very random hotels. Yeah. 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 Uh, So the first one is you must pick one chore or obligation to do every day for a year, but if you make it the whole year doing this, you never have to do it again for the rest of your life. So what would you like to knock out forever? One chore. That's a good one. Uh, uh, I think uh, probably doing laundry. Yeah. You what? What part do you not like about it? The folding part. The folding the, part's really yeah. annoying. I don't mind throwing the stuff in there, but it's once it dry, I'm like, Ugh. yeah, right, right, exactly. I have a great wife because she says she'll fold it, but I'm like, you know, I'm like, no, I'll fold it. It's fine. I want, <laughs> I want it all. I want it all in the spot I need it in. Oh, okay. You're yeah. particular about it. Certain things like that, yeah. Okay. Can you describe how you are as a passenger in a streetcar? A horrendous. Horrendous? Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I'm a little dictating, uh-huh, and um, a little aggressive on telling them where they should and shouldn't go. Mm-hmm. And then, especially if they let somebody in front of them, it's a meltdown. So, yeah, I'd give myself an F as a pastor. <laughs> okay. Uh, what is an app on your phone that you love using and think other people should know about? Uh, ooh, honestly, I don't really have many apps on my phone. Just don't. I, I mainly use my, my phone for... I've gotten locked into watching just dumb YouTube videos now. Like, you get, you know, but, like, the short versions, the, the shorts, not like a oh, full... Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but app-wise, yeah, I'm not, I'm not really an app guy. Okay. Just, just keep just, it simple, huh? Just keep it simple. Okay. What do you do to make yourself feel better when you're having a crappy day? Drink. <laughs> I thought that was going to be the answer, like, widespread this year. And, yeah. like, only – I think Blaney said that. And he was, like, the only other person so far. And I was like, is everybody just lying to me or are they just not – I shouldn't know? say that. I, I uh, drink and then listen to Adele cry and get a good soul cleanse in. Okay. And then I'm better after. The whole package there. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, the drinking is is just one thing, but you got to get a good cry in there. So Adele brings it out. Okay. Yeah. I, I can respect that. Uh, so this next one I'm asking, I ask people to give me like a Dear Abby life advice question, and I'm just randomly matching it up to the driver. So 
Here's one that came in. This guy says, I'm having a hard time finding dates on dating apps and maybe it's just not my speed. I was at a bar last weekend with the boys and from afar, I noticed a woman who caught my attention, but I was too nervous to walk up and interact with her because I am pretty introverted and I have not done this kind of thing before. If I'm picking up a woman at the bar, what is the first thing I should say to her when walking up to her? Should I buy her a drink? I don't know what the move is and I need help. What, wow. what can you do for this guy? Well, uh, when I picked my wife up, she was just walking by and I, I was drinking at that point and I, I told her I was a professional bowler only because she was from Nebraska and that was the only thing I knew about Nebraska was their okay. collegiate bowling team is quite good, especially the ladies. So I, I, uh, I threw that out there. Um, and that caught her attention? That caught her attention. It, it, it brought her in just enough. I had her like right on the cliff right there and she, she could have went either way. She came in and 10 years later we're here so um i think what you, what he's what he's got to do is yeah offer a drink but you know come up with something you think is a little funny or odd just to get them thinking like really like <laughs> okay and that's then you can kind of go into whatever store you want to go to but you, you just get a, a a quick you know this is what i do for a living or this is but make it funny right if you're an accountant that's not very funny, so don't tell them you're an accountant. <laughs> but, yeah, so I, I would go with that. But what happens when they realize that you, in your case, were not a professional bowler? Well, but you've already got them sucked in at that okay. point. So, you, you know, it, it, it draws them in. Okay. And then you tell them the story you want to tell them. Gotcha. Very good. Okay. Um, so this next one is just sort of like a random navigating life question. And, uh, you know, you, you I've, I've seen you on the dance floor. You can be like the life of the party, right? But I was wondering, like, do you prefer when you are – that fun person that everybody is you you are supplying the energy or is it better for you to be in a situation where there's like a bunch of fun people and you're just one of a group of fun people what what, what do you prefer in that situation yeah i want a, just a group of fun people you, you don't want to be like i don't want to be the center of attention and everybody else is just hating life or going look at that moron dancing out there by himself and gotcha. everybody's just angry and uh you know listening to like i don't know something that just makes you angry uh, so yeah, you want, you want a, a bunch of fun people, right? And, and, but it's the same, it's kind of the opposite, right? If you're, if all kinds of people are drinking, you don't want to be the sober person there mm. because then that's annoying. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, you just, you, I want everybody having a good time. It, On it, the same level. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Um, so this next question is just a wild card and, uh, I, I just saw you got a new cat, chicken nugget, chicken nugget in St. Yeah. Louis. Yes. So how did that come about? Why was this the right time? Um, after you had your, your sad loss earlier this year from, from tickles. Yeah. So, uh, obviously tickles was quite popular on, on the social media side of it because of my wife, Tara. And, uh, we've had actually a lot of amazing people really reach out to Tara and it's like, Hey, we found this cat or we found that cat. And she you know would, would politely like no i'm not ready or, or it's not right uh to be quite honest i'm not really sure why all of a sudden that this one was the right one she saw pictures from this from this lady and this lady has five cats and was like i don't i don't really need a sixth cat and it was they i think she'd actually found chicken nugget near a dumpster so it was kind of like tickles and, and how we found tickles and um, you know, my wife, we, we have our, our French bulldog Xena and that's kind of like my baby mm -hmm. and my wife, Tara loves cats and this little kitten. The funny part of it was she thought like when she was first t talking to this lady, she's like, oh yeah, she thought she was like near 
Mooresville or something in there, and the lady was oh. like, "No, I live in Missouri." Oh, <laughs> so so uh, it worked out that she went. They met, and the lady came to the race, and we got chicken nugget. And so my my wife loves cats, and and missed having that that kitty purr and stuff. And uh, she's thirty one pregnant or thirty one weeks pregnant now, so she wanted the cat laying on her stomach and hanging out. So nice. that's how we got chicken nugget. So was the woman a race fan, or just she came to the race just to deliver the cat, or ex- the cat exchange, I guess? No, she was she was a race fan. Okay. Uh, but yeah, was I love I basically just loved tickles and loved you know any time that Tara would post about tickles or show tickles. Oh, and, okay, I see. And yeah, so she thought it was you know she wanted to help us out. Nice. So oh, now we got chicken nugget. That's very nice. Okay. Uh, in your career, what is the deal that came closest to happening that ended up not working out? Uh, ooh, good question. Uh, I think, so, when I was my second year at Red Bull, when they were kind of deciding what was the next move and whether Scott Speed was going to come over, uh, I was talking to Richard Childress to drive the, the time, the 07, the Jack Daniels car. Oh, yeah. And, you know, we were, we were kind of in down the line in, in talks and... and RC's always been, you know, really great to me and, and supportive and helping me out and, and things like that. Uh, so, yeah, we were we were talking, but they wouldn't ever let me – they wouldn't ever tell me and let me out of the deal. Or, or they just kind of strung me along long enough that RC finally had to make a, make a move. Oh. And then – so I, I guess that would have been when Casey Mears maybe took that car. And then, yeah, of course, a few weeks later I found out I wasn't – driving for red bull anymore so that that was probably the the closest deal that that didn't happen so they stalled long enough for you to lose a ride that you could have gone to and then you lost that ride yeah anyway yeah well that's which is which is i'm sure a lot of drivers have those stories Uh, that's that side of the business is just never fun to hear about you know yeah who is a person you would be starstruck by when meeting them steph curry oh yeah yeah i'm not starstruck by many people um you know it's cool to meet I just I love sports and, and athletes, so it'd be cool to meet uh, certain athletes and things like that. But Steph Curry would probably be the one. That'd be pretty sick. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what is the single most important skill a race car driver can possess? Ooh, that's a that's a really good question because you know I think more than anything it's feel, and and I mean by that in in several different ways of. Uh, feeling what the car needs, how it handles, uh, feeling how the track's changing and, and, you know, where to move and things like that, running right against the wall. I, to me, that's why Kyle Larson is just a complete badass because um, he grew up doing that. I mean, that's that's what dirt racing is, and it continues as we see that he wins in everything he gets in. Um, so just that feel, you know, I, I there there's drivers that – know what they exactly want in the car setup wise they could tell you every shock spring all kinds of things and there's other drivers that have no idea what's even in the car but they can give you the feel of what direction they want that car to be and um you know and the you get that and it, and it shows and i think i mean that's why larson's is so good hmm. that's really interesting okay uh what life lessons from a young age stick with you and affect your daily decisions as an adult <laughs> uh, Jim, don't laugh. That's a or the buddy, my buddy laughing in the background's known me since I was 11 years old. <laughs> uh, um, for me, 
it's the attitude of never giving up whether you want to or not. Mm. And, you know, we've seen it, especially in this sport, because you can feel like you do everything right and never never win a race or, or never have the success that you that you think or, or whether you feel you deserve or want. Um, there's a lot of variables, whether it's race team, car, et cetera, all that. Um, so it, it can be pretty hard sometimes because it's – I feel like in other sports, maybe you're on a 0-16 football team, but, you know, you're a wide receiver or running back or, you know, well, I had – 1200 yards like I, I i i did my job like look at it you don't you don't get that satisfaction sometimes driving a race car i've some of the best races i've ever driven i feel i get out of the race car and i finish 17th Ugh. and that's wow. and that's what a, it's difficult so um the motivation of and as you know jeff i'm way hard on myself so i'm 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 the the deep end of making sure that I'm never satisfied or, or never give myself a lot of credit for anything um, because it's that attitude to wake up and be better the next day and, and not give up. And there's plenty of times when you feel like you want to, but uh, just never allow myself to. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's a great answer. Um, so each week I ask a driver to give me a question for the next interview. The last one was with Dale Jr., and he has sort of an open-ended question here of how would you fix short track racing? Take out the shifting. Okay. It's the simplest thing. There, you can add horsepower. Great. Um, you can make the tire softer so it falls off more. Um, but I think with this car, what has ruined short track racing is shifting. You know, Martinsville, you get in the corner and you make a, a huge mistake. You just drop the gear and you throttle back up. And, and unless you've made an absolute massive mistake, you don't pay a penalty for it. You don't get passed. So... I feel like that's what we have to do. We got to eliminate the shifting. I don't know how you do it, whether you just make the, the gear stack so so spread out that you can't or whatever it may be. But, uh, yeah, I, I that's, I think, you know, the shifting works on mile-and-a-half racetracks. Mm -hmm. It just kills short tracks. Interesting. Okay. All right, everybody, we're ending this one here because I asked AJ to give me a question for the next driver. However, that – driver's interview fell through um, when I thought I had it lined up. So um, instead, AJ has submitted a different question for a generic driver, um, since I'm having to scramble a little bit and don't know exactly who the next one's going to be. His question is, what race is a bucket list win for them? And this is not restricted to NASCAR races. So um, we will ask that to whoever is next. Anyway, hope you enjoyed listening to this one. I enjoyed talking to AJ. And we'll be back next week for another one. So thanks as always for listening. Talk to you next time on the 12 Questions Podcast.